0: And hello, my friends, this is Joey Hernandez. Thank you so much, as always, for stopping by. In today's episode, I want to do what has become, I guess, an annual tradition. It is an episode that I always like to do prior to Thanksgiving Day, and I think it will give you a little food for thought, if you will, (laughs) to use a pun, In this episode, I talk about the mindset that I would like people to have as they plan out and sit down and have their Thanksgiving dinner. It's something that I think we all need to keep in mind. So here is my annual episode of How Long Is Thanksgiving Day? And I shall be back shortly after the holiday with another new episode where we will be tackling the start of the Mediterranean diet. Thanks again. My name is Joey Hernandez, and this is How Long Is Thanksgiving Day? Season 4, Episode 3 of Beginner Diet and Fitness Show. This week begins one of the more stressful and complicated times when it comes to trying to eat healthy and continue to lose your body fat. For many, this is the kickoff part, right? The kickoff point to the major holidays that begins with a series of parties, eating, drinking, and overindulgence. Now, I'm not going to say that I want you to not eat any of those foods that you love at Thanksgiving. The smartest thing we can do is find ways to have a reasonable amount of food where you are getting to enjoy it, but you're not going to go to excess. Thanksgiving Day is an amazing holiday. It's a great celebration. It brings families together. It brings friends together. And I said stressful because, well, let's face it, in some cases when we get together with certain family members that maybe we haven't seen for a while, it can be a stressful situation. There are even several movies that have been on TV about Thanksgiving Day's celebrations and just the comic antics or the dramatic fights that will occur when you get family together like that on a day. So you don't even have to be the host in order for for it to become a very stressful day for you. And you give thanks for having family, friends, your health. Sometimes people will talk about the food that is offered. And you have gratitude. This is a great holiday of gratitude. And we've talked in previous podcasts how important having an attitude of gratitude can be it gives you a positive outlook on things and it gives you a motivation because you are concentrating on the good part and not the bad part when you think of how blessed you are and how grateful you are whether that be to a deity that you believe in or whether just in general in the universe the space of the universe the the plants and foliage and lakes, and animals that exist on the earth, just a day of gratitude about whatever personally comes to you that you need to be grateful for. But the other part of Thanksgiving is the word day. And let's face it, Thanksgiving day, for most, is not really a day. A day is sunup to sundown through the evening until the sun comes up the next day. And how many of us really just eat the Thanksgiving food on Thanksgiving Day? Doesn't happen all that well. For some that are struggling in this world, they're very, very fortunate to be able to have what they can have on Thanksgiving. If they go to a mission or they go to one of the, the kitchens that are offering food, people volunteer and they make food and they they help the homeless, and the struggling celebrate on that day. But for the majority of people that are middle income and above, let's face it, on Thanksgiving Day, when you cook, you cook enough food for an army. Whether there's two of you, or whether there's 16 of you, you always overcook. And because of that, you always have leftover food. And We don't want to be wasteful, right? We really don't want to be wasteful. We want to utilize the food. We're certainly not going to throw it out. But that extends the concept of Thanksgiving Day to at least a weekend, right? Thanksgiving's on a Thursday. Most people don't have to work on a Friday. They then have Saturday and Sunday as well. So at the very least, you will see people taking four days worth for a Thanksgiving quote-unquote day celebration for some if you have excessive food that can even go all the way until six even seven days because you've got so much food you can stretch it out and it's fine when you look at the good parts of the thanksgiving food but it's really bad when you look at the bad things and so much of it that is left over seems to be the bad things i think that's just kind of the way the dinners go Thanksgiving food unto itself can have some very great high protein, low fat foods available to you. The turkey that is made, for most people, they have turkey. If it's cooked properly, if you remove the skin and you're just eating the turkey meat, that is one of the best things that you can eat all year round. That turkey is going to be high in vitamins, amino acids, protein. It's really going to be a very nutritious food for you. But, like anything, if you eat too much of one thing, it can become excessive. And if your body doesn't burn off those calories, then what happens is your body's going to deposit it as fat, no matter what the fat content of the food. Carbohydrates will end up turning to fat. Proteins will end up turning to fat because that's how your body's going to metabolize it all together. Whatever excessive calories you have that is not expelled from the body through going to the bathroom or burned off through activity, your body's going to begin to utilize those extra calories as padding, fat padding on your body. So the turkey itself, usually I'll say pretty good. There is this crazy, crazy, crazy thing that's happened in the last, within the last 10 years or so, especially down in the southern areas of the United States. There are people that, <laughs> I get, I laugh when I see the videos of this. Oh, it, 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 there's people that get burned because they do this, you know, and they, they're not careful enough. There will be people that will take like tra- metal trash cans, fill it with oil, somehow have it heated and put an entire turkey down and deep fry that entire turkey. So what do you think of the good parts of that? Mm, Nothing, right? Because you're not only coating the outside, it's going to seep within and your turkey is going to be crunchy and, I don't know, it could be good tasting for all I know. I've never had it. I've had, you know, certainly fried chicken, that tastes good. So in theory... The turkey would taste good if it was deep fried. But that oil is going to permeate everything in the turkey. So you are going to just be eating this big, fat-laden turkey. Maybe good tasting, but it's going to send you with a coronary to the hospital (laughs) if you're on the borderline of having a heart condition. And the vegetables themselves can unto themselves be great. A lot of times you'll have potatoes, you'll have squash, you'll have cranberry sauce, which if if prepared correctly and utilizing fresh cranberries can be very good. You'll have stuffing, which again can be made in various ways. Most people will use some sort of instant stuffing, so it will not be the best. However, the killer to all of that goodness is when you then put on gravies, and butter and margarine and cheese and changing the goodness of all of that food. So there are good aspects of it, but you have control over how healthy that's going to stay. And when you're cooking for a group of people, You're going to do the easiest and what you consider to be the best thing, which is to utilizing the butters and the sauces because you want the food to taste good for your company. You don't usually think, okay, what's the healthiest thing that I can give to my family for Thanksgiving? For some in the family, that may be some sort of punishment. (laughs) But you will be trying to give them the best tasting food that you can And let's face it, if you put in the butter and the margarine and you're basting the turkey and you're getting that crispy skin and then you're eating that crispy skin, which is the higher fat and cholesterol part of the turkey, you're adding that butter to it, you're really just increasing your calories and fat. It may taste delicious, but it's not in any way good for you. It's just not. And then when we move to desserts, I, I usually in my annual post, I don't even like to touch on the desserts too much because if I try to say, okay, you know, people are going to bring pies, you're going to have pumpkin pie, and you're going to have apple pie, and you're going to have mincemeat pie, and to try to say to people, don't have pie, I've learned in the long run is an impossibility. So let's talk about the main part of the meal, and then we'll touch on pie a little bit at the end. So we want to celebrate this holiday, right? It only comes once per year, and theoretically, it's only one day, but it's not usually one day, and we want to enjoy ourselves, and we want to eat as healthy as possible while keeping that food tasting the best that it can possibly be. So there are nine things that I personally do on Thanksgiving or moving into Thanksgiving, that is going to allow me to control the food that I'm eating so that it doesn't go crazy overboard portion size or the way the food is prepared. So the first thing I'll do is I will eat mostly white meat turkey and no skin on it. I don't go for the darker meat that tends to have a little bit more fattiness in it. And the skin, as we just said, can be delicious but if you pull that off and you're only eating the white meat, you're really doing well. In, even if the, the turkey's been basted and, basted and basted and basted in butter as it cooks, if the skin is removed, yeah, you're going to have some of that butter that seep through into the meat, but you're, you're doing the best you can. You're reducing the calories that are in the white meat part of the turkey. So that's the first thing I'll do. I stick to white meat without any skin. Secondly, is I have my vegetables prepared without any butter or margarine. And you want to know something? If you are not used to eating vegetables plain, you might be really surprised at the amazing taste that vegetables can have unto themselves. Give it a try. When you Don't prep it in butter when you cook it. But allow your guests to put butter onto it if they choose to when you're serving it. And try yourself, if you're trying to eat on a a decent program, you're trying not to stray too far off of your eating plan, try to eat those vegetables without butter or margarine to start. Just taste what that tastes like. Don't poo-poo the idea right off and say, that's ridiculous, they're going to taste crappy. Give yourself a chance. And if you're used to putting, say, two tablespoons of butter into a big thing of mashed potatoes, go for one. Reduce it down. It doesn't change the taste that much, but it changes the calories and the fat content greatly. The third thing I say is I always usually limit my carbohydrates. I don't have the rolls. I usually... I'm very careful with the amount of stuffing and potatoes that I eat. So I'm going to be really careful with my carbohydrates this year. I may even skip completely the rolls, the stuffing, and the potatoes. But for the average person out there, you know you're going to have something. So try the bread, one piece of bread, without any butter added to it, just to get the taste of what the real food is. And I've told you in the past, I am completely sympathetic and empathetic about people that add a lot of things on top of stuff before they eat it, because I myself have lived a good part of my life by doing that. I've dumped excessive salad dressing onto a salad in order to consume those vegetables. I have added butter on top of things and sauces on top of things especially things like fish that I wouldn't like. In that buffet, you put on some breadcrumbs, you put on some butter, the fish almost becomes non-existent and you're getting the taste more of the breadcrumbs and the butter. I'm trying now in my life as I'm dieting and as this is going to be a long-term lifestyle change, I'm trying to eat as much of the food the natural way that it's prepared instead of dumping all this other crap on top of it. I don't dump ketchup on top of things like I used to. I'm trying to get the real taste of things. And it's an effort. It is definitely an effort. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose, but I never give up. I'm always trying to move healthier and healthier as I go along. So if you are gonna have those carbohydrates, it's probably best if you stick to the potatoes because they are going to be a complex carbohydrate. Hopefully, they're not done in cheese and sauce. If you have the average mashed potatoes or you have a baked potato, you have control over the amount of fat that is going to be added into that. Go for the potato and try to taste it as naturally as possible. A couple tablespoons of the stuffing will not kill you. Homemade stuffing where you have more control over the ingredients and you use higher quality ingredients are probably something you would want to concentrate on more if you're making it. But if you're a guest at someone's house and you have no control over what it is, and it appears to be something like stovetop stuffing, which I think tastes really great, to be honest with you, just have the smaller amounts that you can. Because in addition to the bread that is within stuffing, in the case of those instant stuffings, you're putting oil and margarines or butters into them in the cooking process. Where dessert is concerned, I will completely skip dessert altogether, but the average person will want something. So why not have just one piece, one small piece of pie and again, don't add things to it. Don't add the cheese to it. Don't add the ice cream to it. Taste the realness of that pie. If you have several different kinds of pie, my suggestion would be a smaller piece, smaller piece of each of, the, each of those pies. Yeah, it's going to be higher calories by doing that. You're going to end up having higher calories on that one particular meal because you're having a little bit of each of the pies. But what you're not doing is you're not gonna be stretching it out into days and days until those pies are gone. Oh, today I'll eat a, a, you know two pieces of apple and tomorrow I'm gonna to eat two pieces of pumpkin. You're having a small amount on each of those. You're really enjoying it and then they push aside and go bye-bye. I'll also use the trick of using Tupperware when I go and I cook the Thanksgiving meal. Now, if you go to someone's house It's going to depend on your personal relationship with the people. If you're very comfortable, you know, being yourself, letting people know that you're working on your eating plan, bring some Tupperware along, and when there are leftovers and people want to send plates of food home with people, put some of the really high-quality stuff into these containers to utilize. And by the high-quality stuff, I mean the white turkey meat, and some of those vegetables that aren't cooked in butter. And take those home. Don't take pie home. Don't take uh, large amounts of stuffing home. Just try to go for the healthier things that you can utilize for other meals. So I'm, I'm kind of negating the Thanksgiving Day concept by saying that. But if you can honestly stick to the, just the higher quality food that you are gonna bring home and you're going utilize in small amounts over the next few days as one of your meals, there's really nothing wrong with that. I will reduce my calories a little bit the couple days prior to Thanksgiving, and I will usually reduce my calories a couple days the day following Thanksgiving. And what I'm doing is, if you think of the calories that add up to build body fat on the body, you don't really want to think in terms of one day. It's better to think in terms of seven to 10 days at a time. What did I do over that amount of time? And what's that going to do to my body? I've told the stories of how I've had people as clients that say 10 days out, ate a large meal and had a bunch of desserts, and then they have a week of decent eating, not too low, but what they consider to be good eating. And they come to me and they get on the scale, expecting in those last few days that magic's going to have happened and they have going to lo- have lost weight. But they get on the scale and they don't. Their memory will be, well, you know what? I've been eating really well for the last five or six days. I don't understand how I haven't lost any weight. It's because you have to think of the bigger picture. Your body takes time to metabolize things. So think in terms of 7 to 10 days. If you ate something 8 or 9 or 10 days ago that was huge, high in fat, high in calories, but even though you've been good the last few days, you're still going to have the penalty of what that excess back then had done to you. So when you think in terms of calories and the amount that you're eating, think in terms of the bigger picture. So by me reducing my calories for a couple days before Thanksgiving, being a little bit looser on Thanksgiving Day, and then reducing my calories a little bit on the two days following Thanksgiving, it evens out. It then ends up being not a large consumption when you stretch it out into that time period, your body will not gain huge amounts of body fat because you've cut back on the calories before and after. The next thing I do, and there's not a lot of people that will do this, but if you're serious, you will consider doing this, is I make sure under no circumstances do I skip exercise on Thanksgiving Day. The gyms that I go to may be closed, but the floor of my house is here to do some abdominal work. There maybe go for a bike ride if you're in in an area that doesn't have a lot of snow by the time Thanksgiving comes around. You might be able to go for a power walk and burn off some of those calories that you just consumed. Get some fresh air into your lungs. Deep breathing. I don't sit and become a marshmallow on Thanksgiving Day. So many people overeat. And what they will do then, of course, a lot of guys are watching the games on TV. They'll go plop themselves down in one of those recliner chairs, flip it back, be drinking, watching the game, nibbling on a few other things. And of course, you've eaten so much that you end up falling asleep. So getting some sort of exercise, even though the gym is closed, can be a very important part of the day. Obviously, try to do the exercise before the meal. Because once you've got whatever amount of food is in, in you, it's not going to be the best thing to to be exercising too much. Maybe a few hours after you finish eating, doing that power walk outside could be a great way to begin to burn off the calories that you just consumed. But if you're going to be doing abdominal stuff or anything that is something that obviously you don't want to have a lot of food in your body, in your belly at the time you're doing it, do it before you eat. And the final thing is I make sure, for me personally, that I do not drink alcohol on Thanksgiving. I don't even do it through the weekend that is right after Thanksgiving. And you may say, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. This is a celebration time you should be able to drink. Yeah, y- yeah. But I also look at the calories consumed and I think, where do I want to spend my calories. It's like if you have you know, a, a wallet full of money and you're going to go and you're going to buy things, you want to buy th- the best things with your money. You want to utilize each dollar in the best way you can utilize it. Same thing with calories. If I have a certain amount of calories that I'm going to be consuming, I want to utilize those calories to the best and healthiest way and most satisfying way. And for me personally, having a little bit more of the good quality food is is more important to me than having the calories that go along with the alcohol consumption. And alcohol lowers our inhibitions. So even the best of us that are planning to eat as healthy as we possibly can, if you do up to the point where you start drinking, you're kind of going to begin to make that kind of a gray, foggy area. Because once your inhibitions come down, you're going to be willing to have a little bit more of that stuff that you had already told yourself you weren't going to have. If I absolutely did want to have the alcohol on Thanksgiving, I would cut the calories out somewhere else. Maybe that means absolutely no part of the pie. Maybe it means I'm not even going to have a small amount of stuffing. I'm going to choose to utilize those calories You know, they're going to be excessive anyway. They're going to be beyond the average day anyway. But you can still utilize those calories to the very best nutritionally and what is satisfying to you. So pick and choose your battles here with the Thanksgiving food. If you know that you shouldn't be eating everything depends on what's put out there for you but you know if you're looking around and there's certain things that are laden in cheese and they're just huge amounts of gravy on them and you know that those are going to be super high fat but you do want the ability to have a little bit of that and taste it eliminate something else and the alcohol is one of the easiest things to eliminate so i'm going to give you a challenge i love giving you challenges And a bunch of you do check in with me and let me know how these go. So I ask you also to check in with me regarding this. But I'm going to to challenge you. If you are trying to lose weight, if you are trying to stay on your eating plan, on Thanksgiving morning, I want you to go into the privacy of your bathroom or wherever there's a mirror. I want you to take all of your clothes off and look at yourself completely naked. And really, really look at yourself. Not only the whole picture, but zoom in on certain areas. Where is your fat deposit showing the most? Is it around the middle, that dangerous area? Is it love handles on the side? If you're a woman, do you have too much on your hips? Really analyze your body and keep that image in mind the entire time that you're going to be consuming food. It's not self-punishment. It's not beating yourself up. It's just having a realistic image of yourself and say, you know what, I don't want to look worse than I just thought of myself when I looked at myself. So therefore, I'm going to reduce my calories down. I'm going to eat as healthy as I can. And that image that I just saw in the mirror that I wasn't so thrilled with, I know in my heart is going to be better Because I'm not going to consume too much right now. Now, I say that to you knowing that it's like saying it to my clients. If my voice goes out to a thousand of you, there may be five of you that actually does this. Because the easiest thing is to say, well, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. I mean, that's self-punishment. That's really going to keep me from eating the food that I really want to eat. This, my friends, this kind of thing is what separates the successful people from the people that aren't successful. The people that are successful, whatever you term that success to be, the people that are successful with staying on the programs that they have decided to be on, the people that are successful are the ones that do not give in and say, well, you know what? Thanksgiving Day is only one day a year. I'm going to Go crazy on that day. You don't say crazy, but you say, I'm going to have as much as I want. I want to be satisfied. I want to enjoy the holiday. Yada, yada, yada. Yes, you do. Of course you do. But the ones that are really serious, the ones that are really going to stay on their program and have the most success, are the ones that realize, yeah, Thanksgiving Day is once a year, but also the other celebrations are. Christmas is once a year. New Year's is once a year. Um, Maybe when you're on vacation, I only have a week's vacation per year. So during those seven days, I'm going to eat whatever I want. It adds up. Then it becomes, well, it's the weekend. So I'm going to celebrate on the weekends because I work so hard during the week. And it grows and it grows and it grows. And you can always come up with the excuses of why there are more days that you should celebrate Don't do that, folks. Pick and choose which days you really want to celebrate. Establish them ahead of time. Don't just go by how you feel. Because at the end of a work week on a Friday when you get home and you're tired and you just let out a big sigh, well, thank goodness the weekend is here. If you don't pre-plan your days, you may say, well, okay, you know what? These are two days right here. I'm going to eat what I want. And then you open the door for doing that over and over again. So Thanksgiving Day can be a day of celebration, but it can be a day of wise celebration. So I don't want five out of a thousand of you doing this looking at yourself in the mirror. If you want to be serious, you want to get through these next six weeks without gaining body weight and body fat, you want to look the best you can. For the first of the year. And you know what, folks? Even if you want to look good at Christmas time when you're going to be seeing people and going to parties that you wouldn't normally see, it makes sense to be good during the Thanksgiving period if you want to look good at Christmas time, right? You have generally four weeks or so. So if you are really good through this Thanksgiving time, you don't blow it out of the water and lose a week or two of correctly eating on your program, then you can look better at Christmas time when you see people, right? Or Hanukkah or whatever your personal celebrations are. So I'm putting it out there to you. I am giving you a challenge. Look at yourself naked in the mirror on that morning. Sit down and write out yourself a little list of things that you're going to do. Number one, I'm going to cut back on my calories before and after the day, right? Number two, I'm going to pick and choose my calories and I'm going to try to eat the healthiest foods that I can. And when I take food home, I'm going to make sure it's the healthiest food only. I'm going to be very careful with desserts and not have too many of them. I'm going to cut back on the alcohol consumption. I'm going to have all these little tools that you can do to get you through the holiday where you feel like you are allowing yourself to have small amounts of things. There's really nothing you have to stay away from as long as you're having small amounts of that bad, quote, I don't even like to say bad, but that thing that isn't as good for you and you're really filling yourself up on the higher quality proteins, lower fat, small amounts of complex carbohydrates, the things that you know are going to be helpful to pushing yourself along through the next six weeks. So now that you probably think I am an early Scrooge where the holidays are concerned, I'm not. I don't want to deprive you of a day of celebration that you enjoy. But let's just be aware that there's always going to be constant celebrations throughout the year. Constant celebrations in your life. And if we gave in to every single one of them, and if we've in the past given in to every single one of them, We're probably working so hard to try to undo the badness that happened to us because we did that. So moving forward, if we can come to a middle ground, right, we're not excluding it and we're not overindulging in it. We're finding middle ground. If we can do that through each of these celebrations that we have, you won't have to go through these deprivation weeks where you say, oh my God, I've got something coming up in six weeks. I have my daughter's wedding in six weeks and I just looked at myself and I went and tried on a dress that I had wanted to wear for the wedding and I don't fit in it. Now I have to try to starve myself for six weeks so I can get into this dress. You don't have to do those kinds of awful punishment, hugely restrictive ways of eating. If you can learn to manage these main celebrations and get yourself through them feeling that you have accomplished your goals and that you still have a satisfaction for what you did. It's work to do that. It's absolute work to do that. That self-control, is it, it takes a lot of work. But in the long run, finding the self-control To eat smaller amounts of the foods on the celebrations are a hell of a lot better than putting yourself through the horror of realizing that an important day is coming and you have to drop a larger amount of weight in the time leading up to that. And so you end up going through weeks of hell by depriving yourself. Think about that. You don't have to eliminate stuff if you can just eat it in a reasonable amount, and if you did that every single day, year after year, you're not giving up anything. You're not giving up a single thing. Once you get to the weight you want to be, if you eat reasonable portion sizes of, I don't care what it is, cheese-laden pastas and, and cheesecake and everything, if you eat controlled, small amounts of that periodically, not all the time, but periodically in a true celebration way or true celebratory way, you won't have to do any of that panic, that starvation to get yourself ready for something important in your life. So use Thanksgiving quote unquote, day as a launch for you to eat healthier through all of the celebrations that are gonna be occurring in the next six weeks. Keep the things that we talked about in this podcast, listen to it, write down some of the points that I talked about, and see which of those that you feel that you can do. And try your best to do those, to stick to the plan that you outlined for yourself. Even if it's a slight improvement over what you used to do, a slight improvement, leads to better improvement, leads to really good improvement. Baby steps as we move towards it. Catch you later, folks. Happy holidays. Bye.